Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Makers Mark Mile Day. And that grade one is part of the late pick four that we're going to take a look at. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Two stakes on the card, and the first one leads off the late pick four. It is the TVG Limestone Turf Sprint for three-year-old fillies going five and a half furlongs. A nice group got Campanelle, who was four to one in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf last fall here at Keeneland. She's going to be the favorite in here. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I think she is going to be the favorite, um, but she's been off since then. So, uh, you know, you, you look at that, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure Wesley just wanted to give her rest, and this is this is what she was pointing for uh, with some bigger things down the road. She ran in a group one. She won a group one in, in um, France, and uh, she's three for four lifetime. Won a group two in, at Ascot. So uh, nothing wrong with this uh, with this filly at all. She's she's got a big shot in here, and uh, some people might might single her, which is the first leg of the pick four. I went a little bit deeper. Um, uh, I actually think uh, Wesley's other uh, filly in here, Karimba, got a Rad Ortiz, and she's two for two. And a lot of people might dismiss her because she ran at Indiana Grand. That's a mistake. Uh, Indiana Grand turf horses do fairly well here. She's been off since September though, so. Um, but I read took them out, so that's that's a good thing. New boss for Brett Calhoun, uh, coming out of a fairground stake where she won at a mile. She's she's won at five and a half, and um, uh, I think she fits well in here for Ale- uh, for Bashissa. And going good for Giroux and Cox, you got to put her in there. Um, actually, ran better on the dirt last time out than she had on the turf, but she she is two for two on the turf at Indiana and fairground. So. I think you can go four deep here and, and be fairly certain, although Luis Saez has been tearing it up, and he's got uh, Nimba Stratus uh, for Peter Miller coming out of the, uh, California, so she's dangerous. I, I I can make a case for a lot of them here. I think uh, I'm going to stick with those four on the pick four, but uh, Campanelle is an obvious favorite here, and if she's ready, she probably is the best in this field. I would agree with that, and if she is not the winner, then it is really crazy wide open you so you could take a stand with her and because i couldn't find a single anywhere else so uh ended up having to not go as deep here as i would like when we get to the pick four campanelle's going to be the win pick of what she accomplished last year they tried her going long against aunt pearl in the breeders cup but uh, i think she ultimately is going to prove to be a philly better around one turn and that's where she is here going good uh i think it's got a big shot has hooked some tough fields, and those turf sprints down at the fairgrounds, I think, are, are very competitive, and she won one of those and then was on the dirt last time at Oaklawn. So I think she's a major player in here. There's a horse that's 30-1 to 1 that I think is worth a look, and it's Navra Tolova for Rusty Arnold. This horse won a maiden race at Ellis Park last summer. It wasn't a big speed figure, but it was an impressive win visually. And then he put her into the Jessman. I remember interviewing him for the Keeneland social media, and he was really high on this filly. And she didn't do much in the Jessman, but that was a big ask. So now she's had some time off, and she comes back, uh, back around one turn. And, you know, it's uh, connections that uh, love to win here. And I just think she's worth a look at, at a huge price. I'm going to throw her in there. Uh, there are others, the the ones you mentioned, and plus uh, Alda for Graham Motion, I think, is worth a look. Uh, ran in a couple of grade ones last year and was uh, competitive. 
bombed in the Breeders' Cup, but you can forgive that. So this is a race I would like to go deeper than I'm going to. I think uh, it's really competitive, uh, unless Campanelle's just, uh, you know, the best uh, by a couple of lengths. And, you know, you could take a stand that she is and, and single and make your life probably a little easier in the subsequent races, including the eighth, which is a first-level allowance for four-year-olds that up going six-and-a-half furlongs. Um, Godzilla is where I ended up here. This horse was well-regarded at two and then fizzled. Uh, as a three-year-old, so now is in the Cassie barn, making its uh, its second start for Cassie. And first race off the layoff, showed some speed, faded. So figured to need that race, ought to be improved for that effort. So I think Gazilla is who I took here. But Aloha West was intriguing, got an 84 buyer in the debut win at Oakland uh, over a next out winner. Catalano uh, knows how to win here, so Aloha West uh, definitely worth a look. Uh, schmoozing and wild behavior, the one in one A entry. Um, you could definitely uh, give them a shot. And answer is the horse was on the Derby Trail last year for Brad Cox, so uh, that horse certainly has some ability. But uh, Gazilla's the win pick for me. How about you in race eight? I have no problem with uh, with Gazilla. I, I picked Aloha West for Catalano. I think he does seem to jump up and win a couple races at Kingland. And um, uh, this this horse coming out of Oakland. Uh, against some really good competition and, and some expensive, uh, expensive allowance race. Third lifetime start has a right to move up. Uh, so I'm going to go Aloha West, but I'm also used Gazilla for Cassie. Uh, answer in for Cox, again, is, is would be my second choice coming out of Gulfstream races um, and gets Castellano. And then I'm going to use Luis Saez with uh, Arnaud Delacour on Growl Tiger, the six, who won by eight and three quarters last time out of Tampa, so really jumped up. Also had an 80 buyer in his debut back at Aqueduct. So uh, obviously uh, got a lot of talent, and, and this is fifth lifetime start. So all these horses have a right to move up. Going to keep it at four. I left out the uh, entry there. Uh, probably a mistake, especially with the Wilkes uh, horse that uh, the wild behavior of the 1A. But um, couldn't go everybody, so I went four deep here. But um, Aloha West, I think, for Catalano is the one I'd go with. That brings us to the Grade One Makers Mark Mile. Always a really entertaining race. Uh, tremendous uh, finish last year. War of Will got his uh, first Grade One on the turf to go with the Grade One in the Preakness when he won this race last summer with a exciting finish. Uh, I think we're set up for a similar kind of finish this time with a well-matched group of nine. And who do you like? Well, I want to see Christina Blacker jump up and down on TVG set. So I, I want to hit the road to win this race for, for her husband, Dan Blacker. If you watch the uh, Kill Roll Mile, that was Dan's first grade one. And they got they had a camera on Christina as she was watching her monitor. And it was one of the best, uh, best things I've seen in horse racing in the last couple months. And I hope she's on TVG on Saturday so we can, uh, so we can, or Friday so we can look at that. Uh, hit the road has, uh, put back-to-back 99 buyers together and winning a grade three at Santa Anita and coming back and winning that Frank Kilroll mile. Last time out, six for eight at the distance uh, out of more than ready. Uh, just, just a really classy colt that has found his niche running a mile. Um, so he fits it perfectly. Shipping from Santa Anita is going to be a little bit different turf course. Our turf course is not going to be as firm, and uh, they are calling for some rain later on on Thursday as we tape this. So, um uh, might not get the exactly the same type of course, but I'd really like to see uh, Blacker back that up uh, with another grade one. 
Sacred Life for Chad Brown. Got to use uh, coming out of the Churchill race last September, been off since then, but very consistent behind 90s with buyers. Uh, Brad Cox for Durain. That horse uh, lightly raced over here, only has two uh, races at fairgrounds, but as you stated, the fairgrounds turf horses, turf horses are very competitive here, so this one is intriguing. And I've got to use Raging Bull, the other Chad Brown horse, uh, who almost won the Shadwell here last year. And um, uh, coming out of the uh, Breeders' Cup mile where he did not run that well, but um, Raging Bull fits here as well. I did not use some like it, Hot Brown. That uh, that could be a mistake. The horse has got two 105 buyers in his history. Uh, been out since December. I'm hoping he'll need a race here. And he hasn't been that good at a mile. He's better at longer distances. So uh, I'm not, not going to use him, but this is a really good competitive uh, version of the Maker's Mark mile. So going to be pulling for hit the road here for Mr. Dan Blacker. There are uh, a couple of horses that uh, I like that, that you didn't mention, which speaks to how deep this field is. Hit the road. Uh, I have conflicting thoughts on, on one hand. I'm a little leery of the fact that he hasn't run outside of California. And sometimes those California horses uh, aren't as good coming across the country, and it's going to be a different type of cur- course, as you mentioned. But uh, I went back and looked at that Kilbro mile, and he, Giroux was riding him and had just a ton of horse coming into the stretch with no place to run. But the horse was very patient and waited. And then when the, the seam opened and Giroux hit the gas, the horse just exploded and then uh, was very game down the stretch to hold off some good rivals. So it was a very impressive win. Got to have him on my uh, ticket, but I'm going to pick against him to win. I ended up taking a swing at field pass uh, at 8-1. to one. Horses won here, seemed to be uh, at his best at the end of his three-year-old year. So this is his four-year-old debut off a, a, a layoff and gets Rosario to ride. And his best buyer fig was in his last start at three. So if he can build on that, I like the fact that he's had six, five furlong works. So the fact that they picked this spot, a grade one, to make this give this horse his debut and off those works, I'm, I'm going to take a hunch that uh, they're seeing that he's really ready to fire uh, his best shot off the bench. So I'm going to take field pass. Uh, write a comment. Had a three-race win streak stopped with a troubled trip in the Kilroll Mile, but uh, took a lot of money in that race, had a 101 buyer before that. So I think he's a player in here. Uh, the two Chad Browns I'm going to use and uh, hit the road as well. Somebody who's five when we get to the pick four. Field pass is going to be the win pick in a wide-open edition of the Maker's Mark Mile. Should be a really entertaining race. Tenth race is three-year-old Philly Maidens going seven furlongs. I uh, ended up on red, hot, and blue. Uh, had the rail in the debut and ran third. Uh, still down on the inside, but uh, out of the two-hole this time. It's a little better. Has a good local work. Uh, Mo Dean is uh, Chad Brown. and caught some good ones last fall, so could certainly see that one winning. Carmel Swirl from the Mott Barn. Uh, good numbers in uh, all of her starts. Just hasn't broken through in one in, in four of them, so I'm a little leery of that, but got to have uh, her on the ticket. And then uh, Frozy all day I'm going to throw in. Fifth of 11 in the debut with a bad start, so just to get a price in there, I'm going to add that one. Uh, in the last leg when we get to the pick four. But uh, no strong opinion in that last race. How about you? Well, I ran out of money, so I had to get a strong opinion. Cause <laughs> I, I didn't, couldn't find a single here either. So uh, I only went too deep here, and I, I really like Caramel Swirl. 
this horse uh, comes out of a, uh, a maiden special at Gulfstream on the turf, which he uh, has tried something uh, else with her. Uh, she was two to one favorite here with no turf experience, and she ran third. She led to the top of the stretch and gave it up. But if you go back to the Aqueduct races, she had an 87 buyer back in November. Uh, I think that wins this race easily. Um, just ran into a, a, a really good filly in Miss Brazil who came back and won uh, next time out. And if you look at her first race at Belmont, Malathat was the winner, and she ran second to Malathat, who came back and won the Kentucky, uh, the Central Bank Ashland last last week. So, I, I think Caramel Swirl is, is almost a single here. I, I really like her a lot. She's faced much better competition than anybody else in the race. Coming off a turf, turf race where she had the lead and gave it up, um, gets Junior Alvarado for Belmont. A lot, of, a lot of things to like about Caramel Swirl here. Uh, I'm also going to use. Uh, in case she doesn't fire, uh, I'm also going to use Front Street for Kenny McPeak. Has a lot of early speed and draws to one hole. Um, obviously, uh, Alvarado is not having a good year, but um, if, if she gets to the lead here, she could take him a long way. And I like the one hole and, and the seven furlongs. So I'm going to stick with those two, but Terrible Swirl is uh, my best bet of the four races that we talked about. So pick four. I'm going to start with eight, nine, and thirteen in the first leg, and uh, hope I can get Navratilova home. And if I do, then I'll wish I had spent a whole lot more money and had more chances in the other races. But I'm going to take those three. Then two and three in the eighth race, Gazilla and Aloha West, going five deep in the Makers Field Pass ride, like uh, ride a comet, Raging Bull, Sacred Life, hit the the road two, four, six, eight, nine. And then two, three, seven, nine in the last leg for a sixty-dollar ticket, and I feel like I uh, would, to be confident, would need to spend a good bit more money. So, for budgetary reasons, kind of keep the ticket affordable. Always kind of like to stay around the, you know, fifty to seventy range at most. And uh, I'm going to go with that ticket and not be ultra confident. How about you? Well, you can go a lot deeper if you believe my. Hype on caramel swirl. That's true. Leg. You went four deep, so you could cut it by seventy-five percent. But obviously, I didn't convince you of the fact that <laughs> she ran a length and three quarters behind Malathat. So, anyway, <laughs> my ticket is three six eight nine uh, with Karimba New Boss Campanella win pick and going good in the first leg. Uh, second leg uh, two three five six with Aloha West being my win pick. In the makers, I'm going to just stick with four, and I'm, I may, when I actually play my ticket, I may single caramel swirl and go deeper in the, in the makers because I really think it's competitive. I think I've left out a couple horses that I need, but two, four, five, eight with hit the road being my win pick. And the last race is I, I, I do like caramel swirl, but I'm also going to throw in front streak to one horse, and that is a uh, $64 ticket. So it's going to be 32 if you if you really like Caramel Swirl. But um, hopefully we'll have a good day on Friday, and uh, Maker Smart Day is always a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, best of luck to everybody with uh, your plays on a nice uh, Friday card at Keeneland. We'll be back for the Saturday podcast, which will feature the grade one Jenny Wiley and the uh, grade three Stone Street Lexington and a couple of other stakes. So make sure you tune us in for that. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. This is the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.